2: Game time, baby. Time to be a star. Big sales, National Football Show. We're kind of like your pregame show. Getting you ready for tonight's game with the Vikings and Eagles. Also, early game, Titans and Bills. That should be a pretty good ball game. I don't know about the staggered Monday night games here, but (laughs) I got to tell you, man, I'm throttled about tonight because you know why? All the talk is basically over. We're going to find out who a star is tonight and who's not. We're going to find out if Jonathan Gannon is real or not. Some people still like this guy. I've never liked him from day one. Not the personal, Jonathan, but I think you suck as a defensive coordinator. We're going to find out if Jalen Hurts can play in a big moment, baby. You see my boy Carson Wentz yesterday. Holy cow, man. Unbelievable performance. Unbelievable. 21-29 to 29 in the second half. Unbelievable. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. Stars are made right here. Jalen Hurts has not won a significant game in his career as a starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Tonight is a significant game. I think it's a benchmark game on the schedule, especially in the first half of the season here before they get into the bye. Rent is due, Showtime. You bet, baby. GT, here we go, baby. Five hours, rent's due. What happens tonight? Who's the difference maker? We're going to take a look at Week two of the National Football League on Sunday. We'll do that also. Gary Cobb is going to be in the first hour from Fox 29. We'll do him at the bottom of the hour, so we'll get Gary spin. He's going to be giving us his thoughts about tonight's game, a little pregame. We may even bring him back tomorrow and get his thoughts on the game um, tomorrow and what happens tonight. What happens tonight? I'm going to bury the lead with you. I think the Vikings win 42-20. I don't see Jonathan Gannon. This guy had 35 points put on him by the Lions. He's going to stop that offense? That offense is better than Detroit. All of a sudden, he's going to turn into Bud Carson? I don't think so. All of a sudden, he's going to bring pressure on Kirk Cousins, which you have to. You want to beat Kirk Cousins? You got to pressure him like every other quarterback. Did you see what the New Orleans Saints did to Brady? You know why Brady struggles with New Orleans? Because they bring pressure. Every time Brady, especially internal pressure. And that's what the Saints are able to do to Tom Brady. No way, man. I don't see it tonight. Okay? I don't see it. I, I I don't... By the way, I haven't even gotten to Hurts. And really, my concern is not really Jalen tonight. I think he's going to play well. I don't think he's going to put up 358 yards or such like that. But I think he's going to play Jalen Hurts football. My problem is with the D coordinator. I do not believe that they could stop that offense. And I think the only way... That the Vikings get beat tonight is if they do stupid things and Kirk Cousins goes back into being Kirk Cousins in primetime, which is a possibility. It's a total possibility. He could go – because he – look, as much as I say that he has elite numbers, he's not elite in elite moments. This is an elite moment. Primetime football, Buck and Aikman, you got the whole deal. You got the whole deal. And like I said, GT, I'm not really down on Hurts in this game tonight. I don't think he can get into a back and forth with the Vikings. But I do think he's going to play well. Jalen's not going to go out there and turn the ball over. I don't believe, unless the play calling is bad. I don't think Jalen is going to put the team in that position. Okay? I just, I do not. I think Gannon, though, is going to put that defense in uncompromising positions. You play a soft coverage against Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook, they are going to put a 50 burger on you. They are. Okay? This is what I think happens. I think you're going to see Dalvin Cook go for a buck fifty. And if he gets a buck fifty, that game. Won't be close. If they can stop the run, that game will be a fourth quarter football game. But they have not shown me any ability to be able to stop the run, especially on first down in 19 ball games. Do they step up tonight? Do the two guys in the middle, Hardgrave and Fletcher Cox, they have to have big games tonight. You have got to stop Dalvin Cook from going off and getting gash plays. If Dalvin Cook is held to under 80 yards, like I said, this is a fourth quarter football game. He goes for over a buck 20 and he's around that 150. Holy cow. This is going to be pitch and catch all night. That's one of the keys. And know this. I don't believe they're good. You're not. Do you think that you have the talent to play press coverage on Justin Jefferson as good as Darius Slay is? I do not. He's a better player than Slay. He'll beat Slay. Slay is one of the top corners, but that guy is the best wide out in the game. He's the best. Slay's not the best. Slay will have moments. Jefferson will have the game. Again, it's all going to come down to the guys in the middle. If they can control first down, and they can start keeping, keep an, eye on this, keep an eye on this stat, okay? Keep an eye on this stat here. And keep an eye on the game situation. If you see the Vikings... In third and eight, third and seven, the majority of the game, the defense got better and played better. Especially in that second half versus the Lions, I thought there were too many situations where you started seeing the Lions third and three, third and two, they got a great back in swift. Okay, well, you got a better back here. Cook's a better back. Remember something, too, with that Lions team. There's no gigantic playmakers in the wide receiving core. Jamison Williams is hurt. That team's going to be better in about four weeks when that kid gets on the field and he's healthy to play. You got big play wideouts all over the place in Minnesota tonight. So, again, I'm not – listen, I'm not doing this just to do it. I am saying this because in 19 ball games, I have not seen Jonathan Gannon. Show me he can stop. Guys, would you agree with me? Have you seen Jonathan Gannon stop a big-time quarterback since he's been in Philadelphia? Yes or no? Have you guys seen him stop a big-time quarterback? Name me one. One quarterback that he's had a good game against that you consider elite. Can you do it? Why am I going to consider this tonight that all of a sudden – that trend's going to change. Could the guys show up and play player accountability? Absolutely. Am I saying that the Eagles don't have the talent to make this a really good game? Absolutely not. I am saying they can, but I don't know if that coach could put them in a position. My problem again, going into tonight's game. I don't think that guy could slow. I don't think he can slow offenses down. He has not shown me yet. Has he shown you? That's got to be a major concern. That's why I see some of you guys saying that the game's close. In theory, guys, that game shouldn't be close with the talent you have on defense. Are you a more talented team roster-wise when it comes to the Vikings? I believe you are. I think you are a more talented roster than the Vikings. But I don't believe your coaching staff, especially on the defensive side, can slow elite quarterbacks down. Or here, I'll even back up and say, because I don't think Kirk Cousins is elite, but he puts elite numbers up. You have not shown me in 19, this, like I said last week to you guys, this is not just about the Lions game. This is a trend that I've I've seen that this coordinator likes playing everything underneath. You can't do that with a guy like Jefferson and more importantly, Dalvin Cook. You know what I think is going to be a big play tonight against the Eagles? Screen plays the Cook. Because they're going to be so isolated on trying to stop Justin Jefferson. Swing passes to the backs are going to be something to keep an eye on. Because that's going to soften the zone in the middle of the field. You'll see Jefferson start to take off in the second half of the game. You watch, they're gonna pretend it's number one fear is giving up plus 25 plays. You saw that in that Ravens in Miami game. You can't let wideouts like Tyree Kill get behind your defense when you know he's the fastest guy in the league. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen the Ravens play a worse defense in my life than I saw yesterday against the Dolphins. That was terrible. And by the way, some of those two of throws. They were punts. They were punts. I thought some of that stuff looked like fool's gold. We'll get into that as we talk about week two of the NFL. Anyway, that's my issue tonight. You notice I didn't really say anything about Jalen? On the offensive side, do you know what I think they're going to do to Jalen? I think they're going to bring run blitzes. I think you're going to see first and second down run blitzes because of what Detroit did. Last week, it really stymied and really slowed down, I thought, the pass protection. It really didn't affect the Eagle run game, but it affected the pass game, didn't it? Because the Eagles wanted to try to throw the ball on first and second down. And Detroit kind of knew that because AJ out there. I think the Vikings are going to press AJ. I take AJ on any press coverage with any defensive back in the National Football League, including Jalen Ramsey. He's going to win that. That guy is going to win anybody pressing him. He's that kind of physical specimen. He could play, man. That kid's a great player, and he is as advertised. Okay? But I think they're going to try to jam him. Devontae's got to do something. Okay? And that comes through Jalen, but I think you're going to see a lot of first and second down blitzes in my opinion, okay? I do. I think you're going to see the same kind of stuff that Detroit did. Miles Sanders has... Dalvin Cook is a key tonight, so is Miles. Miles gets a... I'll make a point to you here. Whoever wins the rushing attack tonight, not with Jalen Hurts as your lead rusher, will win the ball game. Remember I said that stat to you. Whoever wins with the running backs and has the most rushing... Yards will win this game tonight. If Cook has more rushing yards, the Vikings win. If Miles Sanders has more, the Eagles will win. Jalen Hurts can't be your leading rusher tonight because it'll affect the passing game, and you're going to need big plays in the passing game tonight to beat Minnesota. You're not going to go on 14-play drives against Minnesota. You're not. They're going to be amped up tonight, too, because you know what's on the line for them? What's on the line for them is this. How would you like to beat the Packers and the Eagles, two teams that people pick, to be potentially Final Four teams in the NFC when it comes to conference championship games? How would you like to beat those two out of the gate? Somebody's going to look at you in a highlight now and think that you're really one of those teams that has gotten out to a great start, and people are going to keep an eye on you now. Minnesota's got a lot on the line Kirk Cousins and that offense and that football team under Mike Zimmer have underachieved. There is no doubt about that. It's one thing to put great numbers up. It's another thing to put wins, losses up. And there's too many L's next to the W's. They got a winning record up there with Cousins, but not enough. You got to win more, man. People look at Kirk Cousins and go, empty calories. And most of you are right. Okay. Most of you are right. Jalen's going to have to make plays. In my opinion, he's going to have to make plays in the game of throwing the ball. He's going to have to make some passes in the passing game and not just to AJ. This guy's got to throw touchdown passes. This guy's got to throw passes down the seam. He's got to make sure because I think they're going to try to do everything they can to contain the guy. I would be. Shocked if Minnesota puts a spy on the kid. I would not be shocked. Okay? Rage goes 38-34, Eagles. That's a close one, right? This game shouldn't be close. Your D coordinator makes it close. That's the sorry thing about this. So, again, who do you believe in tonight's game? That's what I think happens tonight. Who is the difference maker in tonight's game with the Vikings and Eagles? I think the difference maker is Dalvin Cook tonight. Dalvin Cook is the difference. How in the world can you defend Justin Jefferson if you got a guy running for six yards of carry? You can't. They'll be pitching and catching all night long. Okay, all night long. And for me on the other side, it's Miles Sanders. Okay, it is Miles Sanders tonight. You have to win the rushing numbers tonight. I would give the ball to him twenty-two times tonight. Make him the focal point of the running attack. If Jalen has to unscripted get out in open space, so be it. Let I'm not telling him not to do that. Saved the week last week against the Lions. Unscripted plays are fine, as long as they're positive yards plays. Okay? Longs long as they're positive yards. But he's going to have to make a play in the passing game. Miles Sanders has to be the key tonight to running the football, too. And I'll tell you this, they got to do a better job of picking up the blitzes early on. I do believe Minnesota's going to try to bring pressure. Because what you can't do is, and they know this, Chandler's a one-read guy, okay, with pressure, You turn him into a one-dimensional guy. If you think about it, I know that A.J. got big numbers. He got big numbers last week, right? 155, 10 catches. They really, though, made the team one-dimensional. The the 155 moved the sticks, but what won the game? Unscripted plays by Hertz on third down. That's what won it. The 216 yards rushing, that's what won it. The 155, they were comfortable, Detroit, letting that guy have that yardage. They were, long as no one else did, and no one else did. They were not, he still threw for under 250. Wasn't like it was some passing game last week. Isn't that crazy? You got a guy go for 10 catches, 155, and your quarterback still throws for under 250 yards. That's kind of remarkable. Most of the time you see 300-yard guys, 400 yard guys, when you see big numbers like that, they made that team still one dimensional and they did it in the realm of blitzing him. Sanders has to run the ball, in my opinion. He's got to run, he's got to run, and Devontae Smith has to be a factor tonight. Devontae here, Sanders 120, AJ 100, and Devontae 100. You win the game. You win the game. But I'm not sure that that's going to happen. We'll see what this coaching staff does. The seven says, Hertz needs better pre-snap reads to help adjust the line protections. You know what, dude? Very good observation. That was one of the issues that you had. When it came to miscommunication, Isaac Sayamala was doing that all Sunday last week. By the way, don't forget Gary Cobb here in a couple minutes. Miles will rip off two or three 15-yard runs tonight. Eric, that would be enormous. Understand this. I want you guys to know this. Do I think you have – one more time, I want to emphasize this. Do I think you have more talent than the Vikings? When it comes to roster, I do. I, I, I don't think your coaches are good enough. I just don't think your coaches are good enough, except for Jeff Stoutland. I don't think you really have anybody on that staff that makes me go, wow, man, I, boy, these guys are going to game plan a hell of a game tonight. I've not seen that. I think the offensive coaches are way better than the defensive coaches in Philadelphia. I do. And I kind of think somewhat positive of the offensive coaches, but as for the defensive coaches, I don't know. Bunch of dudes. Bunch of young, inexperienced guys coaching veteran dudes never is a good remedy for success, is it? Eagle says, what's your prediction, Sills? I'll say it one more time. I don't believe Jonathan Gannon slows down the Vikings. 42-20 Vikings tonight. 42-20. And the only reason I'm doing that is because I don't think your defensive coordinator in 19 ball games has showed me the propensity to slow down big money quarterbacks. He's not slowing one of them down since he's been the coordinator a year now going into tonight's game, too. Until he shows me that, I'm not going to be a guy that's gonna sit here and tell you something that I haven't seen. All of a sudden, tonight he turns into this great D coordinator, okay? That's more wishful thinking. I'm telling you what he's done so far and who he is. He didn't show me any creativity when it came to the Lions game. As a matter of fact, he let the Lions back in that ball game. So I don't know what game you watched last week. Hertz was going to throw, was going through. He was not going. Th- yeah, progressions. Really? The rest of those six guys had eight catches combined. Six. He stayed in the pocket none, GT. As soon as it broke down, and it wasn't on his fault, it was because the O-line was giving up the pressure. What, what What? game were you watching? How many times was he running for his life unscripted in that game? 10? 11? Boy, you watch a different ball game, man. You got eagle glasses on, dude. That's not the game I watched at all. And it wasn't really anything about reading progressions. The offensive line got killed in pass protection. I don't know what the hell you're watching, dude. That offensive line had an F in pass protection, an A for run blocking. That's how that thing played out, why they got back in it. Okay. Not sure what game you're watching or watched last week, but Hertz didn't help set protections at the lane against obvious blitzes. I agreed, he's not a progression reading quarterback. He also only passed to one person. Well, he had Goddard a little bit. I mean, Goddard had three catches for 60 yards. Why did the offensive coordinators and why did everybody stop going to him? You got a tight end that's going for 20 yards a catch and you just stop? Why? Why did you stop going to Goddard? Goddard was on his way to having an even bigger ball game and then they got away from it. I I think that had more to do with pass protection. Seals, do your sources agree? Gannon, a uh, head coaching candidate, I, I, did, I don't know why, and I don't know how we got that Houston Texans interview. I have no idea how he got that Texans interview. I I, I really don't. I, I Again, I'm looking at more 19 games here. Okay, we got to get to our friend Gary Cobb because Gary is doing work tonight, obviously, for Fox 29, and he joins us now here, here on the uh, National Football Show. Straight out, Gary. What do you see tonight, my friend? Well, I think we got
3: ourselves a close game. I think we got uh, a game really that could go either way because, um, as much as I hate to say it, man, doggone Vikings, they looked good in that first game and they played good sound football. They outplayed Green Bay. Uh, you know, you're going to get, you got, um, you know, Cook is a good running back. You got to deal with him. The kid, that kid Jefferson, man, he's going to be tough to stop. You know, and uh, so you're dealing with um, some really talented players. And, um, you know, Cousins, he's not, he's not the kind of guy that's going to make the spectacular play, but he's very accurate. He reads defenses very quickly. You know, he's got the foundation of being an outstanding quarterback. And so, you know, they're probably going to put some points on the board. It's going to be nearly impossible to shut them all the way out when you got that kind of talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. But the big thing that the Eagles have got to lose—they got to force you got to force some turnovers. You got to stop them. You got to force some turnovers because you're probably going to give up some points now. Offensively, you know, we got a lot of weapons, and you know, Jalen did a you know great job of you know running to negate because the offensive line didn't do a great job with the pass pro in that first game, uh, but Jalen was able to kind of cover for them. But in this game, is he going to be able to read the blitz, check out of whatever they're doing, get the ball out of his hands? You know you can't run all all year. You can't do that. You're not going to stay healthy doing that. So, you know, how is he going to progress as a quarterback? I think we're going to see some of that tonight and see if they can come out in that offensive line who didn't play their best game in the first game. Let's see if they can take over this game because if you can run the ball on people, you take over the game, you dominate the game. So, you know, uh the, the, the Vikings are going to run it. Cause, you know, their coaches come from that the Rams school over there with Sean McVay. And O'Connell believes in running the ball. Even in that game, I was just looking at some of it. They ran the ball. You know, they're committed to running the ball. And and the kid and they got back a heck and they out. got
2: a heck of a runner and Dalvin Cook. Gary, if yeah. you're Jonathan Gannon. Do you simplify the defenses more, or do you do, – what, 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 going into trying to correct what happened in that Lions game where you gave them the opportunity at 31-17 to come back. Yeah. See, to me, I'm more concerned about Gannon than I am Hurts tonight. That I, I am because he has not I, shown, I Gary, you. where he has slowed yeah. down these high-volume passers. He's just not done that. And so, do you agree – It's more on Gannon tonight, more so than maybe even Hurts. It could very well be.
3: You know, we'll see how this thing plays out. But clearly, everybody's looking at him. I can't go anywhere without people stopping me, asking me about Gannon. You know, and I mean, he hasn't proven it. I want to see, you know, this is a test for him because this is a good offense. How are you going to attack them? How are you going to deal with, you know, taking away Jefferson? Are you going to say, okay, we're just not going to give him big plays underneath stuff? You know, he's going to be, you know, we're not going to double him as much, but we're going to keep somebody over the top all the time on him. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. They could play, you know, a, a man-to-man with the safeties over the top, or they could try to take him out by playing double on him. And, and we're going to see what they're going to do with the pass rush. Ultimately, a lot of it comes up. They got to get more pass rush than they got uh, last week. Uh, they, these guys have got to get to the passer and you got to hear something from Hassan Reddick we need to hear from something from him tonight sweat all those guys they you know they got to they got to do something but i'll tell you this the weak part of the minnesota offensive line is the center and the two guards see so those guys got to do something up the gut you know they, they i mean they, the guys are making a lot of money they have invested a lot of money inside there and the kid that really made the play of the game was the, the kid Tuya Topo um the kid from USC Marlin he made the big pass rush on that um on the interception he made him throw the ball early and really that was the reason for that interception so he got some pressure but they got to get pressure in cousin's face because he doesn't like to move you know he right. likes to stand there and, and and deliver the ball so if you get pressure in his face it makes him move and and he's not comfortable doing that and that's when he makes mistakes if he stands there and he's able to get the ball out from the from his spot He's very accurate. He usually doesn't make mistakes, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. But they need turnovers tonight. They need to turn that ball over if they're going to beat them because likelihood is the team that turns the ball over is going to lose this game As uh, more than one of the teams winning the game. The team that makes the mistakes is the team that's going to lose this game.
2: How about two, Gary? I said tonight about Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook goes for 130 or he's hit big plays on first down, just be pitching catch tonight for minnesota you agree oh yeah yeah dalvin cook if he has a big night it's going to be
3: very difficult for the eagles to win because you know they're going to do some things through the air and if you, you start where you cannot deal with their running game you know then you're kind of susceptible it's going to be very difficult really to get a pass rush on him see and if you don't get a pass rush on cousins Dude is accurate. I know a lot of people that, for whatever reason, they don't love, people don't <laughs> like Cousins. Cousins is an outstanding passer. He puts the ball on the money. He he reads the defense. He goes where he's supposed to go to with the ball and he does it quickly. And with the way they're doing now where they got this uh, stuff scripted against what you're playing, they do a great job just like McVay did. See, is they do a great job with their game plan, man. And and, and if you don't take something away if you if you let them run the ball against you you're in trouble really cuz they do a great job with play action pass off of that run look and that's what that's what could, could give them a lot of problems
2: how big is miles sanders tonight
3: oh i, I think miles is huge uh, can you hear me good or is there a problem there
2: no no can i, I got you good dry? i got you yeah okay. i got you
3: uh, miles sanders i think he's the key to their season i think cuz if, if if uh if Miles plays the way he did last week and plays the way he's capable of it. I think he makes them an outstanding team, takes a lot of the pressure off of Jalen because then Jalen's going to be throwing the ball where people are going to be trying to stop their running game. And and then it's going to be easier to throw. And uh, because when you're successful running the ball, then you stay out of third and long situations. You really, you're not in them. And so, if uh, Miles plays the way he did last week, take care of the ball, you know, be smart with the way you run and go ahead and hit that hole like he did, I, I think he's going to have a big year. And that would be the key, I think, to them being a team that is, is going to be a, a number one seed uh, or at least fighting for that because you look at their schedule. If they play well, and they, they really didn't play their best ball. They still won last week they need to play well this week. So we need miles to play another game like he did last week and have those big runs, take care of the ball. And I think that's going to, they got so many weapons. to put the ball. So I don't think you can stop all of them. If if they just execute, how are you going to stop? Like last week, like Dallas, got, he only caught three balls, but they were for 60 yards, 60 tight- yards.
2: I know 20 yards a catch tight end.
3: Yeah. But, and the throws he caught, Two times he took them all the way down inside the five-yard line. Those are killer shots when you – you 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 know you don't have enough time to focus on the tight end when you're worrying about A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So you cannot put a lot of attention into the tight end. So the Eagles have enough weapons where, boy, they can really – they could really have a, a great year offensively. I'm telling you. And, 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 I mean, think about it. Last week they scored 31 points. 31 points they scored, and they didn't score any points until the second quarter.
2: I know. That's a lot. lot Gary, two last questions for you. Yeah. Two last questions for you. Devontae Smith, um, they've got to find ways to get him open. Do, Do you think that that's going to be a priority tonight to try to get the ball in his hands, too? Because, I mean, like you said, if they want to win this game tonight, you can't just be one-dimensional on one guy. You, Goddard or yeah. Smith, have to be viable tonight. Well, I, I think that they can do some things to
3: go ahead and and, and run, uh, you know, a route that's going to get the ball in his hands early. You know, even if it's a, you know, a quick screen or something, get the ball in the kid's hands early, so that you kind of just get by that, so he gets rid of all of the, you know, any kind of nervousness or anything, because you know he hasn't caught a, a pass yet. So you get that done early and I think, uh, you run something. So he, he's at least going to get his hands on the football and, and then you just start flowing. And I, I think that the weapons they have, uh, cause I, I, I think.
2: I think we've lost Gary there a little bit there too, a little bit of an internet connection there too. Um, I wanted to get his prediction here. Let's see if we can bring him back here now. Gary, you there? Okay, we can't hear him now. We got to be able to see if we can uh, possibly, because I at least want to get his prediction on tonight's game tonight, too, seeing what he thinks this thing is tonight. So, look, I think he brings up some great points about getting the ball. I think it's a priority tonight to try to get the ball into the hands of Devontae. You need Devontae Smith tonight to have a game tonight to win this ballgame too. You have that weapon. You can't keep that in the cupboard. You've got to give him the opportunity to make plays out there as well. He is a playmaking wide receiver. You can't have a guy like that have another goose egg or you can't have a guy like that not a factor in your football team's success when it comes to throwing the football or being able to move the sticks. Dallas got her for whatever reason last week. He had three catches for 60 yards. Like Gary said, all of a sudden what happened? They completely went away from him. That was mostly in my opinion, prior to getting Gary on. Like I said, one of the reasons was I thought because of the pass probe, I didn't think the offensive line had a very good game against the lions when it came to overall running the ball. They were great. Pass protection. They were not great. And there were issues. There were communication issues. And again, I think they're going to be better. Okay, because again, you just had 60 minutes of football. And I said this to you guys all last week. What was one of the most important things I said to you guys last week? You know what that was? That's the first time that they had played 60 minutes of football as a unit all year long. Okay? First time because of the way they prepared for the upcoming season. This is really a great test tonight. I am really thrilled. I saw somebody say something, too, that Dan wants to see the Eagles lose tonight, so my takes are right. What in your wildest imagination do you think that I would want the Eagles to lose so that nobody tunes in? That's not what I do here. I don't say something like some of these guys do just to get a reaction out of it. I'm not that smart. You guys take me for more for being some sort of angler like that. That's not who I am. I'm not that smart, guys. I'm not. I'm, I I don't have these devious plans. Well, if I say this, you guys will say, "I." That's not who I am. I tell you who I am right now. I'm as honest as I possibly can be with you. I don't say or do things. That's why I told you I went like this. I think the Eagles have the best roster in the NFC. I think you're better than the Vikings. I think your D coordinator is not going to know what to do with Hassan Reddick, And I think his scheme sucks. The two defensive tackles, in my opinion, are the key to tonight. They get blown out again on first and second down. You're going to have a long night tonight. That's going to be a long night. All right. Please hit the like button. By the way, we're going to look at week two of the NFL. Don't forget, um, tonight, our post-game show, too, right after the Eagles and our pre-game show that we have here on Jacob. Can't wait for all this to go on tonight, man. It's going to be electric at Lincoln Financial tonight. Don't forget also our good friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Means this. If you're hurt or injured on the job, one of the most important things that you could possibly do for your clients is what? Get the fair compensation that you'll need. And that is with Morgan & Morgan. Morgan & Morgan will be there to defend you for the people is exactly who they are and what they do. Okay, call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Let's finish up with Gary here before we go to time out there. So, Gary, how do you see this thing playing off tonight? Uh, I, I think it's going to be
3: a close game. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Eagles, even though I, I see it as being very close. I could very easily think the Vikings could win this game. If which team plays the best, uh, which quarterback plays the best, that's what it's going to come down to. But this is what I want to see. I want to see Quez Watkins or anybody matched up with Patrick Peterson, he, just, he can't run like he used to run. They beat him in the first play of the game. The Packers had him beat, but the kid dropped the ball. They've got to take, it, take advantage of him when they catch him man-to-man. They need to check out of something, go deep against Patrick Peterson, and that could be the difference in the game because they could get big plays over there with him. Now, you got to watch Thorner over there all the time because he will jump a route, but can't run like he used to run. Can't run anymore. Patrick Peterson, he's the one you circle, and you got to get after him. So I got the Eagles 31-28. 31-28 How
2: about this, Gary? I got the Eagles winning. How about this? Do you think it's imperative that the Eagles get a lead on this team? Or if the Vikings – because I say this to you. I think that they would have a tough time in a shootout with the Minnesota Vikings. If the Vikings get two scores and it's up 14-0, yeah. to me, I think they're in trouble if that happens, because they rely on long drives, 10-play drives, 12-play drives. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if you can get into a shootout. Is it imperative that they score first and get on the board first against Minnesota? Uh, of course, you know you, you know they're
3: at, uh, with the, all the Philly fans, that uh, you don't want them to come in there and, and let Minnesota do something that quiets them down. And that might do that if they came jumped off to that big of a lead. So I think it is important the Eagles do come out and they jump on them early. Cause that's going to get the crowd into it, and I, I hopefully it gets that pass rush going on, going because I think their pass rush is going to have a lot to do with who wins the game. The Eagles' pass rush has got to show up. They got all these guys; they're paying them a lot of money. They got to they got to deliver tonight. They got to get to Kirk Cousins. That that uh, defensive line has got to get home.
2: Sweat's got to think- show up too, right? Sweat and Reddick tonight.
3: Sweat and Redick off the corner, man. They got to get there. You know, uh, the guys inside got to do it. Uh, they didn't – we didn't see much last week. You know, won the game, but they let them come back. You know, Golf, who's a guy you can't intimidate, they weren't able to get to him. But they got to get the Kirk Cousins tonight if they want to win this game because Minnesota's got an outstanding offense. And you know they're going to score some points. You got to get the cousins with the pass rush.
2: And I, and I think they're pretty good on defense. Gary, talk to you later, my friend. Thank you so much, man. righty. Have a good you one. You got it, man. Hey, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
4: Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan and Morgan for the people.com.
1: Go to get your game on, go for the beers.
6: Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams.
7: Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently.
8: Go first! <laughs>
2: football show hit the like button my friends thank you so much for coming aboard boy i'll tell you something jalen waddle man whew, is he blowing past Devontae smith man his numbers are off the charts and getting better and better and better and better and better Devontae didn't have a catch last week let me just give you guys some statistics here on something When you're talking about the – again, I think Waddle's better, and I've said that from day one. Not a lot. Not a lot, okay? But the numbers are starting to become glaring, and it's because of your quarterback. I mean, Tug of Viola is showing you why Saban benched Jalen, because he's more accurate, and he's a better thrower of the football than what I mean, the numbers don't lie here when you start to look at where both those guys are. Jalen Waddell in 19 ball games has 119 catches for 1,255 and eight touchdowns with a cascade of quarterbacks. Devontae Smith in 18 games has 64 catches, 916 yards, and five touchdowns. That's not elite. That's far from it. That's common, and he's not a common player. I'm not suggesting he is. Okay, this guy's not Jalen Rager, and I'm not even not saying that. But when I first came to this network, I told you, wrong guy, man. You you drafted the wrong dude. He's never going to fulfill gigantic numbers in this offense, now being the number two dude with a quarterback who can't find him. And, again, last week, two Jalen's, this is why Jalen, I'm going to go like this. Let's see what happens tonight. Because I think it had more to do with the O-line last week. I believe, I believe Devontae's a better, there is no question, I you're 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 taking it personal here. Okay? Instead of looking at the actuality and the numbers here, Waddle is putting up, numbers Devonte is not no one is saying he is not a great route runner okay eagles go who would you have drafted instead i would have taken michael parsons i don't know hey silly oh, my father-in-law ron hank watches your show every chance he gets he really respects your opinion thank you so much my friend That's really cool. Um, Would you take Smith in a first for Waddle? No, man. I'm not doing anything like that. Jalen Waddle's elite. 171 yards, 10 catches, two touchdowns. That kid was elite over the weekend. I have not seen one elite game out of Devontae Smith since he's been a Philadelphia Eagle, and nor have you. You have not seen one elite game. It's because the passing game is nowhere. How can you be an elite passing game when you don't have an elite passer? Or I just don't get it. Your your numbers in the in the whiteouts, they dictate that. You do not have guys with elite numbers. That's a great call, Fly. Michael Parsons would probably be just another dude on the Philadelphia Eagle defense. Okay? And and Steven, okay. You know what? I say Michael Parsons, but guess what? Who knows if Jonathan Gannon would utilize him to the best of their ability? Put the Kool-Aid down, Dan. What are you crazy? Waddle's numbers are superior. What are you again? What are you looking at that makes you say Devontae's better than Jalen Waddle? What are you saying? What do you what game have you watched where you say that? He had hundred catches last year. Where are you even seeing that? That you would make that assessment. Not close. He wasn't a leak until Tyree Kill got there. He had hundred catches last year. You've never had a hundred catch wide out in Eagle history, Nell. And don't throw me a tight end. You've never had a 100-catch wide receiver, and you're ever in the franchise history, ever. This guy in his first year had 100 catches with Jacoby Brissett and Tua last year. Give me a break. was an elite until he got there. Really? Had 100 catches last year a 1,000 yards. I don't know what the hell you're looking at. Dude, you got to look at reality here. Some of you deny reality. Hey, Dan, if the Eagles win tonight, will will you sing... Will you sing um, the fight song? Maybe. Okay, maybe. Offensive coordinator is holding the team back. Maybe. Shane Steichen? Again. What's he ever done? I don't know who he is. Owen's never had 100 catches. Fly. Never had 100 catches. Ever. You've never had 100 catches by a wide receiver and team history. You don't have to look it up. It's a fact. All about stats? Dome says I'm all about stats because stats sometimes put trends together. And you get an idea and an understanding on who some of these people are and what they accomplish, what they're trying to do. You think this is a bad stat? The Eagles were the worst tackling team in the NFL last week. The Eagles, again, worst tackling team. One of the worst teams in the league still on first down rushing when it comes to defending the run. Hello, stats? Those are the stats I look at. Nothing's changed in 19 games. Okay? He don't like Smith or Hurts. No one said, I don't like Smith. What a toolbox. I told you he's the one of the best route runners in the league. He just doesn't have elite numbers. You want me to make your guy sound better than he is. I'm not doing that. He is who he is, dude. Like Parcel says, you are who your record is. Until you change that. Well, I think he'll do this, and I think, well, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't do that shit. Okay, I I, I don't I don't go down that line. I don't hang there. And you are who you are. 64 catches, 900 and some odd yards receiving, versus a guy that's got. 120 catches already in 19 ball games. This guy's almost got 120 catches in 19 ball games. Pretty crazy. And I'm talking Jalen Waddle. 100 yards difference with 40 more catches. 40 more catches is significant, my friend. Shane Steichen turned the Eagles into a playoff team when he took over the play calling. Yeah, and he also turned it into a one-dimensional team. You didn't win games last year throwing the ball. Okay, you won football games running it, not throwing it. Okay, absolutely. Jalen Waddles putting up numbers in Miami, and he'll put. You're right about Tyree Kill, because Tyree Kill's there now. He'll put up even bigger numbers. See the difference. Here's the difference in the Eagles and the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill and that $25 million made Jalen Waddell a better player than what he was already. A.J. Smith's 150 yards or 155 yards receiving got Devontae Smith a donut. Tyreek Hill helped. Helped because there's a better passer in Miami. Tyreek Hill helped Jalen Waddell improve those numbers. Correct? That's what you guys are saying. Well, what happened with AJ and Devontae? This guy had no yards and no catches last week. I thought there was supposed to be some impact here. There was in Miami. Came back unbelievably against the Ravens. I thought that team was dead, too. Jefferson will get shut down tonight by who? Jonathan Gannon? Good night. Christopher goes, hey, Dan, were you part of the convicts and Catholics game? Not the game, but the rivalry, yes. Hey, can you imagine something? Hey, Tone, think about this. So you call an Italian kid And black kids, back in the day, convicts, gee, people say racism things to me all the time, or that I say racism things. Can you imagine being a 19-year-old kid and calling an Italian kid a convict? Or black kids convicts? Gee, you think that's a little stereotyping? You think that's a little negative? So i'm a convict because i'm italian and went to miami and my black teammates too pretty solid the media allowed it i thought about that because i saw that game on tv over the weekend i'm like huh (laughs) i know it's only silly old though right Hertz had over a hundred he's a tight end jackass I told you, no tight end. You've never had a wide receiver with 100 catches. Can you not hear? It is unbelievable that some of you can't hear. There's never been a wide receiver in Philadelphia Eagle history with 100 catches, ever. Ever. Okay? Ever. There won't be one this year. I didn't say there won't be a thousand-yard receiver, though. But there won't be a hundred catches. Okay, AJ will get close. Could be in the nineties. He he. I think Mike Quick has the record, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. No. Uh, Brian goes. So what the f? Okay. Well, I, you guys are telling me that Tyree Kill made Jalen Waddle even more elite. I hope AJ makes Devontae Smith more elite. Aren't isn't that what we're hoping here? Sure hasn't seen it in game one. Better not see a repeat like we did in game one where they can't find that kid. What's the pe- what's his, what's the use of having him? Okay? What's the use of having him? AJ's gotta help that kid out too. Chase Steiken's gotta help Devontae. Gotta he's gotta eat too, man. Okay? AJ 108, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. You haven't added Luscious, the two games that he has this year. That was last year, my friend. Okay? Smith have given an opportunity. Bro, given an opportunity is not reality. That's not reality. Thank you. Stills remain patient. Hertz is still working on his craft as a passer, far from a finished product. Well, I sure hope it gets there. I sure hope it gets there. I really do. We'll see. We'll see tonight. This is again my issue is not. I think the offense is going to be fixed up more so than what the defense is. I'm not as down on your defense, on your offense. I thought, and again, I want to make this very clear to you. I thought Hurts bailed out the Eagles. I thought Hurts bailed out the Eagles. Okay, I did. I thought he bailed them out. If he doesn't break that stuff down on third down, there's no way the Eagles win that ball game. There is no way. How many times did he put the knife in the back of the Lions defensive coordinator when he kept breaking down that third down in 10, 12, 9. That is a backbreaker when you see that. Gannon exposed tonight. Gannon's been exposed for 19 ball games. Okay. There's somebody that you guys do not like, or I should say half the room doesn't like, and I want to get your opinion on him. And it's Carson Wentz. I want to ask you, your opinion on him. Week two of the National Football League. A little bit more of Vikings and Eagles tonight, obviously. Tug of Viola, are you sold? What's wrong with Joe Burrow? We're going to hit on all of that as well, okay? Difference makers in tonight's games. We're going to go over all the positions and guys that really have to show up who didn't show up last week that are going to be essential to winning this ball game tonight. Hit the like button, hour two. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
1: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
5: The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered. But now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
6: Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
7: Go passionately.
2: national football show please hit the like button i want to thank you guys so much for coming aboard with us who do you think has a bigger game tonight justin jefferson or aj brown by the way last week jefferson also went for 188 and i know that aj went for 155 little difference is that was the packers okay hey but uh, you know what's crazy i saw some of you say this So as you said, I never said the Lions were bad. I thought they were going to be improved. And I even told you that they were going to be. And as a matter of fact, they closed the gap. They lost by three points to a better football team, the Eagles. And they beat a decent team. I'm going to make a point here in a second. A.J. Brown all day, really? I think Jefferson has a huge night tonight. You know why? Because he's going against one of the shittiest D coordinators in the NFL. Stop it. again, see you're 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 taking it and thinking that I'm trying to be adversarial against you. See how that works? I'm not looking at both the, those. Both those guys are elite wideouts, but you don't have an elite D coordinator. Okay, you you, under, you don't have an elite D coordinator. That's why I say that guy's gonna run probably more so than anything. You're gonna see him get big numbers in the second half of that game. You watch. Okay, you watch. This got nothing to do with whether I think AJ's better or Jefferson's better. I think Jefferson is better, but not by a lot. And again, I get I told you, I think AJ Brown is one of the top 10 wideouts in the NFL. But I think Jefferson's the best. Um and they're going to put up great numbers. But you don't have a D coordinator that I have confidence in. Okay? I don't. Okay, picking they may cancel each other out. Defensive coordinators don't go out there and play players do. Really, dumb? Well, if you play 10 yards tonight like you always do with your coordinator against Justin Jefferson, he'll go for 250 yards tonight. You give that guy a soft zone, he'll destroy the Eagles secondary. Really? This guy, Dom, man. Read a book on how you play defense. This guy wants to give you a 10-yard head – Justin Jefferson, a 10-yard head start or a five-yard head start off the line of scrimmage. Good night. That's like giving Hussein Bolt a five-yard lead. How dumb can you be, dude? Players play. Yeah, schemes get you beat, too, dude. Okay? It's got nothing to do who's better. God, you guys take things so so personal. It's really kind of crazy. End of the day. Relax. We're going to get to game two of the NFL week, two Here in a second. Second week in the National Football League. But I want to ask you guys something here. Um, let me let me find this. Before we get into week 2 of the NFL, let me ask you this. It was 2, okay? How do you feel about this? Okay. Would you take a quarterback who in his first two games has 650 passing yards, 7 touchdowns, the three picks, 101.1 rating, averaging 325 yards a game. Teams one and one, and he's at 66 percent completion percentage. Would you guys take that as a quarterback so far out of the gate? There's a lot of one and one teams. Packers are one and one. Okay, a lot of one and one teams. Would you take those stats? Guys Averaging 325 yards. 325 yards, 65 to 66% completion percentage, seven touchdowns and three picks. This guy's got seven TDs in two games. Teams one-on-one, like a lot of teams in the league. Would you take that? Second half for the ball game yesterday, it was 21 of 29, 278 and two touchdowns, and he was 67% completion. Would you take that? Would, would you that's Carson Wentz? And by the way, I'd like to ask Jim Ursay a question. You really think you upgraded the quarterback position in Indianapolis being 0 and 2? And you've lost to the Jags and Texans. Boy, I might want to re I might want a mulligan on that. I mean, your team at least won nine ball games. You're 0-2 to not very good teams, and people had you projected as being one of the better teams in the AFC. Matt Ryan, boy, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Frank Wright goes to Nick Foles soon. Okay? Carson Wentz folds in big games. His numbers are superior to anything that Jalen Hurts has. We'll see what he does tonight, Hurts. I I doubt he throws for more than 250 tonight, too. Okay? I doubt it. Wentz is throwing for an average of 325 yards a game at 66 completion percentage. Remember something, too. There is 60 minutes in a ball game. I like how people go, Well, he sucked out loud in the first half. Well, guess what? Sometimes in a race, things don't get out to a great start. It's about the finish line, not the start gate. Okay? Wentz lost to them last year to make the playoffs. Wentz beat them week one. Wentz beat them. No, I'm just asking a question here. You're going to play him Sunday anyway, so get ready for that, too. You're going to be playing against a guy who's out to a nice start. If I'm if I'm Washington, I'm thrilled with Carson Wentz. It's better than anything that they have had there since Kirk Cousins, actually. You've, you've got to be pleased with what you're seeing. You'd like to see the O-line play a little better in the first half, okay? You'd like to see it. They hung in there. And it wasn't because of Wentz they lost that ball game last night. Guy threw for three touchdowns. Three touchdowns at 330 yards he threw for um, yesterday. I don't know. If I'm the – Ron Rivera, I'm happy with what I'm seeing. Wentz is trash. Okay. Jalen Hurts has zero touchdowns. I know that. This guy's got seven already. Okay. And he threw three against the Lions. Wentz has one quarter of playoff experience since he entered the league. And if he doesn't fold, he gets hurt. We were thrilled also. Yeah, well, your guy looked awful, Jalen Hurts, against the Bucks. I mean, you had commentators hollering at him in the booth. Throw the ball. Yeah, well, you're right. Hertz has zero ints. Well, what when you throw the ball? How about Brady? I think Brady's out to a great start. He's got two TD passes, two TD passes, and he's averaging 200 yards a game. He's two and zero. Yeah, Brady don't look all that hot right now. A lot on his mind, I'm guessing. Carson looks good with. A bad old line. Seven touchdowns in two games. I think that's impressive. 85. If Miles Sanders goes for 120, they win. Okay? He's got to be a factor tonight. He's got to be a factor. He really does. Yeah, man. Carson Wentz, 650 yards passing in two ball games. It might take three games for Jalen to get to that number. Okay? I mean, this kid's – I got to tell you, so far so good in Washington. He's the reason they got back in that ball game. Washington is not that good a football team. They're decent. Not good. Lions are better. They're better than Washington. Actually, I think Washington's probably better than New York. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Okay. Nice stats, one win. Okay. Let's get to win tonight against Minnesota. Who cares about stats? <laughs> you may tonight. Wentz is terrible numbers lie when it comes to Wentz. Wentz has 650 yards in two games. Here, Dominique, here's the facts. Wentz has 650 yards in two games, seven touchdowns, 65% completion percentage, and one-on-one rating. Those are facts. It's no lies. Okay? (laughs) There's no lies. Saquon is on a mission. Okay. He has three picks, not four. Those are trash numbers. So says you. They haven't had numbers like that in Washington since Cousins. Wentz may throw some. He still looked poor yesterday. Sacked a bunch of times. I think the row line's not very good. 53 quarter, I know, QBR. Two of six touchdowns hurts none. <laughs> uh, Jimmy G wins games that matter, though. Hey, di- the difference, Heaven, is that Jimmy J- Jimmy G gets the Super Bowls and NFC title games. Okay, so when you're talking Jimmy Garoppolo, and I will in a minute here, He beats teams that are winning teams. Seals, you're a Wentz groupie. No, I don't think he's as bad as you think he is. I just wouldn't want him as my starting quarterback. Because I think to what many of you say, I I think this guy, I think his pocket presence is not very good. Then again, I don't think Jalen's pocket presence is very good. Okay? I don't. Jimmy G's better than Wentz. I would take that and I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Cousins threw for 4,200 yards and 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions and didn't make the playoffs. Wasn't on him. Wasn't on him. We'll see. Let's get it. Let's take a look at the NFL weekend. God, there were so many great storylines. By the way, what I'm going to do also is, I'm gonna talk about particular guys. I gotta I'm gonna hit on Hassan Reddick here in a minute. Another Howie gem here, maybe. Hey, is did, did Howie did Howie cut that DB in Green Bay? Did Howie Roseman cut and wave that defensive back that's playing in Green Bay? Did he cut that kid? Can you imagine having him on the secondary with the Eagles today? Didn't the Packers just give that guy a boatload of money? Howie waved him? He waved Rasul? No way. Tone. Howie didn't wave him. He traded him, right? Did, did the Eagles cut him? They cut Rasul Douglas. You no, it can't be. That can't be true. That can't be true. <laughs> hey, that can't be true. Did the Eagles waive Rasul Douglas? Eagles cut him wow what an absolute disaster move that is whoa and the Packers just gave him a deal didn't they how much did the Packers give Rasul Douglas 21 million dollars According to Packers- you cut a guy that they just gave a new contract to for $25 million? Okay, I guess Howie's a genius. Oh, my God, oh my God man. This guy's killing it in, in Green Bay, man. They cut the guy. I've never heard a guy get cut. And then get a $25 million deal. <sighs> and, and someone goes, Carolina cut him too. Well, Carolina's in pretty good shape right now, wouldn't you think? They got good things going on in Carolina. If Baker Mayfield's your starting quarterback, I don't know about their talent evaluating either. Oh, man. Okay, anyway, let's so we'll get into Hassan Reddick here in a sec. And I'm, then I want to go down the new players that they've brought in. Okay? I, actually, let's do that now. And we'll, we'll pick up week two of the NFL at the bottom of the hour. Tonight's a big game for, for um, Hassan Reddick. He was terrible in the first one. I went back and watched him. Nothing. Zero. Zero contribution. Zero. Zero contribution. And I kept telling you the whole time when everybody got excited about the guy signing. And I get it. I see the 23 sacks too and I it, it made me go, "Wow, that's pretty cool." That is Then I also started doing this. Man, who gets rid of an edge rusher, though? Who cuts an edge rusher? That that cuts him, but allows him to walk out of the building and now land on his third team in three years. There's got to be something to that. And it's what I've been telling you guys since the first time That news was broke that he was going to become an eagle. I always considered him one of the old school tweeners. He's 6'1", 235. What are you doing with that? There's fullbacks in the NFL bigger than that. Derrick Henry's like 6'3", 255. I mean, Michael Parsons is bigger than than, uh, Hassan Redick. And, And so I started thinking to myself, why? what's what's the issue here Howie gave him a boatload of money too personally and you put this on top of it you got a weak d coordinator so you got a weak d coordinator and you got a player you don't know how to position play you needed to have somebody in there like jim johnson somebody in there that knows how to design defenses so that they can utilize this player's ability to excel, I've been telling you this the last couple weeks. Jonathan Gannon is a plug-and-play D coordinator. He thinks you could just take a guy, Bradbury, put him here, uh, CJ, put him here, um, Kaiser White, put him here. Everybody's got a. Everybody's got a great skill set that they are exceptional at. Everyone does. There's something you do better than the next guy. Having Hassan Reddick cover backs and play the run. That guy's terrible at it. Watch him play the run. He gets blown up. That guy cannot play the run. He is not a run defender. That guy's a pass rusher. Plain and simple. He's nothing more. You overpaid for him. They give him twelve million. (laughs) No way. No wonder Carolina. And that was his college coach. No wonder Carolina and Arizona didn't want to do it. Okay. And think about this: Arizona and Carolina. Boy, they haven't been real productive when it comes to playoffs. Are those Chandler? Are those Chandler Jones fools gold numbers? Last year, Chandler Jones had 12 sacks, and everyone thinks that the Raiders got to steal with him. He had five sacks in one game. I went, really? I don't know about production, but what happened in the other 16 ball games? He had five sacks, and you paid that guy $18 million? Not me. Same thing with Jadavian Clowney. I would never give Jadavian Clowney $15 million or $16 million. You know Jadavian Clowney has never had double-digit sacks? In any time in his career. I'm not paying a guy 18, 20 million dollars if you haven't had double-digit sacks. You 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 have done nothing. The poster's better looking than the movie. Clowney's overrated. He's overrated, man. Um, yeah, hey, big picking, just put him on the blind side. I say you put them on the weak side of a defense and rush them, or move them around more. I suggested that last week. You get into a fifty front and you line them up at different positions, and you have them go down and up and down the line of scrimmage with a safety behind them protecting them, because they're going to attack that. You're going to see backs with screens out of the backfield on every. Here's what I would do: every side that I see Reddick on tonight, I, I would, I would. I would throw a screen to that side, right at him, over him. He can't defend it. He can't defend it. I would throw that play to Dalvin Cook all night long tonight. He's not a defender. He's a pass rusher. Okay? That's right, man. Human, stop dropping that guy in coverage. Why? That guy is not good at that. Seriously, if, if, if Hassan Reddick... Had to make the NFL on dropping back in coverage. He wouldn't make the NFL. Only reason he's in the league now is because he can get around the hula hoop. Okay? I just, I think this is a bad sign by Howie Roseman. Tonight, he has three sacks. You guys can come here tomorrow and say, Sills, the Lions game was just an anomaly, and I'll give you guys your kudos. Remember I said that. Okay. But if Hassan Reddick is nowhere to be seen again and he's like a ghost tonight, it's time to look at that and go, stop putting him out there. I'd rather put N'Kobe Dean out there on a weak sideline backer and rush his ass. Give him a chance to rush the passer. See what he can do. I mean, seriously, if this guy, Hassan Reddick, doesn't show up tonight, What are you paying him 12 million bucks for? Chris, I hope I'm wrong too. Okay? Chris, I swear on my kid. I hope I'm wrong too. Because it'd be a great story coming home, Temple. No, I get it. I'm, I'm hoping too. Look, guys, I think you guys think that I'm sitting here hoping that this team... Dude, my problem is the coordinator on defense, and my problem is... I don't think the offense is advanced enough yet to start spreading that ball out, ball around, and Devonte Smith's got to be more of a factor along with Goddard tonight. It just can't be AJ. Miles Sanders has to be a factor. Okay, you guys are wrong, man. I'm not wishing for anything tonight. Okay. Dan, how do you feel about a possible 52 scheme with Reddick as the X? Ex- I like that, 85. Anything to put that guy in a position to succeed. Bare front, <clears throat> 52, 50. <clears throat> Shade, 4-3, over the nose. I don't care. Anywhere you want to line them up. Spa. Okay, I will be. Okay? Tonight we win by double digits. Okay. Here's another guy, Fletcher freaking Cox. Uh, hey, man. Dude, it's, you know, do or die now. And what the problem is, is that you got a kid behind him who still thinks he's on scholarship at Georgia. Got to be in better shape, son. Jordan Davis. Fletcher got to be big tonight. Hardgrave at 12. You know, I sit here and tell you guys about Fletcher at 14.4. And you, the other guy makes 12.7. Okay. You got $30 million lined up in 2D tackles that got drove last week. That kid, Sweat, had 144 on the ground, and they owned the Eagles on first down. Okay? Those two guys have to play great tonight. Dalvin Cook's a better back. I don't think he's as versatile as DeAndre Swift. I do not. I think Swift, like I told you, Swift reminds me of Le'Veon Bell. He reminds me of a kind of player like that, you know? Um, But Cook's a better runner in between the tackles, I believe. Not saying Dalvin can't catch out of the backfield because he can. Okay? He can. Reddick has two sacks tonight? Okay. We'll see. I just, I mean, it would be the biggest transformation I've ever seen in my life for a guy. Okay. Yale says Swift made the commander. I, you, you, you know what, too, Yale, I can't believe with all – hey, you want to know something about Washington? I can't believe with all the first-round draft choices that you spent on the defensive side of the ball, and I know Chase Young's not out there yet, but, boy, I'll tell you, man, Washington's not getting their return on investment for all the money and all the first-rounders that they spent on that defensive side of the ball. They got to be better over there, man. And the Lions' old line pushed them around, I thought. I would love Davis in the 52 as a nose. Yeah, and you tilt him, too. If you tilt him, you automatically put him in a penetration, um, almost like a run stunt. When you tilt him on the nose, he gets up the field and wreaks havoc. The worst thing old line guys like, ask Barrett, man, is defensive linemen that get penetration. They just absolutely hate those guys, man. So those two dudes need to play better up there. And I'll tell you somebody else, James Bradbury, bro. I mean, I didn't think he played very well. I didn't think he played very well last week. Look to me, he got turned around a couple times out there too. I mean, you watch if you go back and watch that film against the Lions, he got turned around, and it just didn't seem. I thought CJ played as well as he possibly could have played. He's only been there like 11, 12, 13 days, right, since come over from New Orleans. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. Got to play better. He's got to be better. He'll be busy tonight, that's for sure. I think he's probably going to be on Thielen most of the time, but it wouldn't shock me if they flip wideouts going back and forth. I wonder if the Eagles will do that. Because what I would do is, I would have Jefferson going against Bradbury, and that's a complete mismatch. I wonder if Gannon, see, this is something that Gannon wouldn't think to do. I would have Slay on Jefferson, and no disrespect to you, James Bradbury, but you're not my best cover corner. I would put Slay would mirror him the entire game. Everywhere he went, Slay would be on him. I can't have that guy going against CJ, who barely knows what he's doing back there. It's not because he's not talented. He's only been there 13 days. How would he know? And I'm not going to have him um, playing against Bradbury because he's the second. He's number two CB2. I would put Slay on him as much as I possibly could. Okay? And line him up every single time. Bradbury's bigger, stronger dude. But he's not a better cor- He's not a better corner. Slay's a better corner. Razor, have him mirror him. Have him shadow him the whole game. And Fly, you're right. He is bigger. He's slower, though. Slay will be tested. Well, this is why you pay the guy the money, you know? This is why you're a big time money guy. And I do think Slay's one of the top 10 cover guys in the league. Bradbury, a zone corner, that's why he fits perfectly in Jonathan Gannon's defense, because you're right, he is. That's why he's in Philly, is because he plays that soft-ass zone coverage, and he's he's perfect for it. You don't have to be overly fast to be in that type of uh, coverage. You're dead on. It's a great observation. See, Jason goes... Eagles need to play man and jam Jefferson at the line. Now now, now Jason, if he gets by them, your safeties and your free and strong safety, <laughs> they gotta have help out there. That means communicating. That means talking. Keep an eye out because there's so many new dudes on that Eagle defense for communication issues. If you see guys getting loose and you see somebody not covering, it's blown coverages, lack of communication. That's a sign of guys not playing together. Like I said, dude, didn't it cross their mind when you have five brand-new employees on your defense to at least get some game reps? They said no to that. Why? Why? Why didn't you want to take the boat out for a run before you bought it? You know, see if it works. Why didn't you want to test to get everybody ready? Put them in a dress rehearsal. This is what really sucks. If I play defense for the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon right now, is that I had no dress rehearsal. You just threw me out there with a bunch of dudes. I don't know or played with. And again, again, it's not because they're bad. This is nothing to do with talent. This is everything to do with coaching. Okay? Coaching, proper positions. Dude, give these guys a chance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give them a chance. Vikings offensive line stinks. Bobby, I would say this I don't think it stinks. But it's not as good as the Lions line. The Lions line's pretty good. I told you all summer, Pro Football Focus ranked the Lions' offensive line third best. And it proved out to be in the first two weeks. That's one of their strengths. They've had a lot of investments. Panay Sewell, the kid from Oregon. Okay. The center's great. He's injured, though. They got some talented people in that O line. Okay. Hey, Bobby. That two and four means nothing tonight. Means nothing. That stuff means nothing tonight. Do you actually think that all the losing that Matthew Stafford did last year in Detroit mattered last year when they won the Super Bowl? Those stats are dumb. It's gambler stats. Matthew Stafford... Has an under 500 record as a starting quarterback. Do you think that mattered last year when they won the Super Bowl and he beat Brady and those guys took out everybody last year? Didn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's six and three versus the Eagles. Chris, I didn't know that. So he's six and three versus the Eagles. Now, see, that number doesn't matter. I mean, I, I mean, It's a brand-new team, brand-new coaching staff, brand-new philosophy. No Mike Zimmer. Everything's new. I like Sewell, too. I think he's a hell of a football player. I think it's kind of dumb to discount that as a a gambling trend. Okay, have at it tonight. It's a brand-new football team. So you take the Mike Zimmer numbers. It's a brand-new coaching staff. Brand new. Brand new philosophy on throwing the ball and running the ball with a Rams attack. The the Vikings are completely different under the new coach than they were under Mike Zimmer. Completely new. Do you take that into consideration, too? Brand new team. Look at the way Miami looked compared to being under Brian Flores. Offensively, that thing's opened up. You had a quarterback almost throw for 500 yards. Two guys went for 10 catches and over 150 yards. You're not getting that in Brian Flores' offense. So, yeah, no, I – hey, we'll talk about a couple more guys too, and I want to go over to the offensive side here in a second, but I got to get to week two. as we get into the top of the hour for number three, I'm going to give you a pregame leading into our official pregame here on Jacob Sports. So we'll start doing that in hour number three, just to keep you pinned there, because don't forget we do a great job when it comes to the pregame for the Eagles and also to our postgame show, which is fabulous. Also, don't forget our good friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. If you guys have been hurt or injured on the job, one of the most important things you could do is get an attorney firm that will represent you and your family to the best of their ability. And that's what they do, Morgan & Morgan. For the people is not a slogan. It is who they are. With over 600 attorneys in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, Morgan & Morgan is there to do battle for you. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you.
4: When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too. The biggest, actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com.
2: football show thank you guys so much hey guys do me a favor i agree with you guys man can you please hit the like button thank you so much top of the hour let's do some pre-game eagles and vikings tonight and guys i want you to do me a favor i want you to understand this i don't think you're not more talented than minnesota i don't believe in your coaching staff I think your coaching staff on both sides of the ball are questionable. I think they're questionable. Not every first year coach. I mean, look look, look at what we had with Matt Nagy up in Chicago. Guy wins coach of the year and he got fired two years later. You're only as good as the last game you coach or coordinate. I think there's talent on the football team. Okay? Okay. Five-star, I'm going to get and reset all that. We'll do that at the top of the hour. Let's do this. And by the way, there's some other guys I want to point out, and I'm going to do that offensively too after we take a look. Don't forget tonight, there's also an early game. I don't get it what they're doing with this early game and the staggering starts, but Titans and Bills. Bills look like the best football team, in my opinion, in the NFL. Let's take a look at Sunday and go through some of the storylines. Jets beat the Browns 31-30. Who would have thought Joe Flacco, right? Former Eagle backup quarterback, 307, four touchdowns. We get the job done. The Browns, again, I thought that they had this game packed away, but Joe Flacco with a great second half really I thought was the turning point there for, for the Jets. Jets have talent on that football team too. Joe Douglas, the former executive with the Eagles, has done a pretty nice job with what they're doing there. I'm, I, I think they're going in the right direction. I don't like their coach, but I think Joe Douglas is doing a nice job. Commanders lose to the Lions, 36-27. Carson Wentz was 31 of 48, 337 yards and three touchdowns. It wasn't enough. The row line couldn't take Aiden Hutchinson. By the way, Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks. In the ball game, and I love the way that they moved him up and down the line of scrimmage. I love that stuff. That's old Reggie White stuff, you know. Reggie, they would put Reggie on the nose, or they would put Reggie at end or tackle. And to me, I I, I like that. Uh, really good. And the Lions get a win, and the Lions easily could be two and zero. The Bucks beat the Saints. 20, 20 to 10. How about that fight? Brady started it too. With Marcus Latimer, Mike Evans ends up getting suspended for the Packer game this weekend. Think about that for a minute. So you got a Packer game this weekend and you suspend Tom Brady's best weapon for uh, this weekend's game against the Green Bay Packers. Brady's look common. You see him fumble that snap away too. just doesn't seem focused and... I don't think he's playing really good football. They are 2-0. So, do you agree with me that I don't think the Giants are very good? Okay? I don't, I don't think the Giants are very good. But, yet, yeah, get this. I think they're really motivated. Looks like a different vibe under Brian Dable, doesn't it? I'm not saying Daniel Jones, but Saquon Barkley's rejuvenated again? I don't know, man. It's just... It, it, there's like a vibe there. I mean, I think the Eagles killed that team. Now you did lose the Daniel Jones last year. That can't happen this year, but I do think the giants, they got a, they got a new little vibe about them. Two and I the season so far. Unbelievable. I would have never have said that either. Patriots in the Steelers, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, 21 of 35, 252 yards and one touchdown. Um, you know, I, I I think the Steelers are good. I don't think they're great, but then again, I don't think the Patriots are great. I think they're good. Okay? Hey, Dennis Lorre is still out there. He's a special assistant in Pittsburgh. Okay? He's a special assistant in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that fight. I don't Hey, guys, I don't know what it is. Even my day when we played against the Saints, I don't know why that was always so a game filled with so much animosity. I don't know why. I I think we came in the league at the same time, Saints and Bucks, and I think the Bucks got their very first win. No, I think the Saints came in first. Then the Bucks did. I think the Bucks came in with Seattle. That's it. The Bucks came in with Seattle. The Saints came in earlier, and we got our first win in franchise history after going like zero twenty-five. I know there was some history I remember somebody telling me back in the day. And I I just uh I don't know why. That thing's always Bounty Gate. I don't know why though, man. Yeah, but Bounty Gate, Sean, that was more towards the Vikings um in and, and 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 the Rams when Kurt Warner played. I I I don't know. You know, there was always more that just was always like a really heated ball game, man. That's a tough place to play, too, in that Superdome, man. It is. Um, Hey, what'd you guys make a Dougie get in his first win? Okay. Seals, what was the biggest challenge of for you you ever faced? Dude, Ray Donaldson was a bitch to handle, man. Hey, Doug goaded, man, huh? How about that? Doug Peterson, 24 to nothing over the Colts. Colts are in trouble. Frank Reich's in trouble. I hate it that it happened against him. But they beat the – hey, how about Trevor Lawrence? Remember I told you Trevor Lawrence was going to be like the comeback player of the year, and he was going to make a run for the Pro Bowl? 25 to 30, 235, two touchdowns. He actually looked like a star quarterback. And I'm going to tell you this. Out of all the young quarterbacks, he's got all the attributes to be a superstar quarterback in this league. Six, five and a half, big arm, athletic, can throw on a dime. I don't know, man. If they get this guy right and they get some more old linemen down there to block for him, that that kid can play. Trevor Lawrence has got talent. He's going to be somebody. They allowed Doug to be Doug. He'll build a football team around this kid, too. That was a really great effort. And By the way, Jack's put a real good effort up on defense, too. You watch them play defense? They got after people, man. Dolphins, this is where Xander and I differ here. Dolphins beat the Ravens 42-38, a 36 of 50, 469, and six touchdowns. Here's my take on two of Dude, some of those things were like punt returns. The Ravens had that team buried. How do you let Tyreek Hill get behind you? The fastest guy in the NFL. You let that guy get behind your defense twice. I've never seen the Ravens play a worse defensive football game, in my opinion, since they've been in Baltimore, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed must have shook their head and went, what in the hell is that? Weak Martindale's not there any longer. I mean, Jesus criminy. Two and like this. I don't know. 469, everyone sees that number. And by the way, those wide receivers, he keeps this up, Okay. He keeps this up. He's going to keep the job for sure. 469, you can't dismiss it. I just want to see him do it weekend and week out like this. That's, by the way, not 469 he has to do every week. But those two wideouts, 10 catches. So Tyreek Hill had 10 catches over 150 yards, and Jalen Waddell had 10 catches with over 150 yards. That's an elite tandem that guy, Miami, man. That's pretty elite. Unbelievable performance. And the Dolphins are now 2-0, man. Incredible. And by the way, they beat both the Patriots and the Ravens. Okay. Falcons. How about the Falcons coming back on the Rams? I know the Rams won 31-27. Stafford was 27-36. Do you have three picks in the game, too? I'm like this. Do the Rams look the same to you? I think they're very beatable. I, I think they're I think the Rams are very beatable. They they don't they don't look like they did a year ago where they were throwing the ball around the yard and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cupp's getting his numbers, but boy, did they miss Robert Woods on the other side. Allen Robinson has given them nothing. I just like Atlanta rolled back on them. They were up on them. They let them back in. It's almost like that defense, too. They're missing Von Miller on the other side. I just don't see the Rams, man. I mean, how about this? The Eagles played the Rams. I think they could beat that Rams team by 10 points. I do. I think they'd run the ball right down their throat. I think they'd keep that offense off the field. And I I would say the Rams probably would get eight drives, and that game would be over. I I think the Eagles are way better than the Rams. Cowboys beat the Bengals. Jesus Christ, 20-17. to Cooper Rush keeps that thing afloat. Unbelievable, man. Just when you're sitting there thinking, if you're the Eagle fans, you're going like this. Okay, the the Cowboys are going 0-2. And this guy, Cooper Rush, can 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 I say something to you? I don't know about you. But Cooper Rutz, to me, I don't see much difference between him and Dak except for this. That guy gets more reps. He plays more. Hey, I think Cooper Rush can play. He's not awful. What's awful is the jailbreak that they have in Cincinnati still at the offensive line. They're going to kill that guy. You know how I tell you Jalen's not going to make – The season, if he keeps rushing the ball 17 to 20 times, there's no way Joe Burrow makes it to game eight. If they allow him to keep getting killed like that. Okay. I just, I mean, he's running for his life. I will say this though. He got a little Carson Wentz in him on that game on Sunday. Didn't he? Four of those sacks, four of those seven sacks. I think we're on him. I think they were on him. They're now 0-2, the Bengals. Last year's AFC champions. I don't know. You know, I get it's only week two. But how about this? I ain't seen it with Russell Wilson. Is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it the new system? Is it Russell Wilson himself? He was terrible. They beat the Texans sixteen to nine, but did you come away from that game going, man? Russ looks great. I don't know. I don't see a top ten quarterback. Do I think he? Do I think he writes the ship? I do. I do think he he writes the ship because I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give all that equity that he's built up in his career and go like this. Well, the guy's done. He sucks. I'm not. Okay. Now, the reason I say that more with Fletcher, this is 19 ball games where I haven't seen anything out of Fletcher Cox. Okay. And Wilson was injured a year ago. He just looks I think he looks washed, Marcos. Man. I watched him. He just, I could have, he just doesn't look the same. He does it, man. Okay? I have just, I don't know. Hell, the Seahawks almost look better than the Broncos. Oh, wait a minute. Did I miss that game? Did I miss that game? Hey, uh, what about Jimmy G? Yeah, 49ers and Seahawks, 27-7. Now, listen here. You know, somebody, of course, took it way out of context. I'm like, the 49er season has now been saved. And someone goes, oh, that's such a low blow, no class. I'm like, hey, football's football. People get hurt all the time. There's a reason you have 53 men on a roster. Don't be so such a baby. Nobody's wishing for Trey Lance to get injured. Are you crazy? I've never wished that on anybody in my life, that they get hurt. It's a tough enough and brutal enough sport. I never in my life have wished anybody to get hurt, nor would I wish him to get hurt. However, Garoppolo's better. At the stage of this career right now, I'm not saying Trey shouldn't get a chance. I'm saying he ain't better than Garoppolo right now. Do you know that that was the 35th win in San Francisco for Jimmy G. He's 34 and 15 now. Overall, he's 39 and 16. I mean, I don't know what else to say. And you see him signing autographs too. I mean, I'll tell you this the best move that the San Francisco 49ers ever did was not getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, that's the best move that they made the move that could save their season. Cause they're pretty good. They can run the ball and they got a lights out defense. They're pretty good football, man. That's a pretty good football team. Packers blow out the bears. I mean, really? Okay. I mean, right. I mean, Hey, and you know what? Just when I thought Justin Fields, sorry, Xander, I'm going back to my original take and I'm going to stick with it. Fields ain't getting any better. He's not. He was awful last night. He's a very athletic kid. And get this. He's a very athletic kid. Put in a better situation. He may be a decent quarterback. But him in Chicago is a death sentence. It's a career death sentence for him in Chicago. And not going anywhere. Hell, the only reason Flacco won in New York with the Jets is because Flacco's won. But any young quarterback going to New York, they maybe one that's had success outside of Namath. Richard Todd, some Chad Pennington, a little bit with Mark Sanchez, all dudes except for Namath. And by the way, to Namath, because he played in that third Super Bowl, you know, Namath's got more interceptions than touchdowns, and he's got a losing record. He's like one of the only guys in the Hall of Fame with a losing record as a starting quarterback. I mean, Joe Namath today would not get into the Hall of Fame. More interceptions than touchdowns and more losses than wins. Hey, I get you played in Super Bowl three, and it was the most significant game to merge the league, but that's not going to get you in today. That's not going to get you in. Joe Namath would not be a Hall of Fame quarterback today. Okay? Testaverde wasn't drafted by the Jets. He went to the Jets, and he was brought in. He was drafted by the Bucks same year I was drafted. Okay? So, I mean, yeah, they've brought dudes in, like Joe Flacco. The quarterbacks that have had success in New York have all been brought in. They, I mean, you know, very few have ever been drafted. Bears have one receiver. Yeah, but you know what, T. Lewis? Name me a receiver that the Bears have ever had. Can you? Who's the greatest wide receiver in Bear history? You know, I, I give you guys shit in Philly for no 100 catch receivers. Give me a receiver in Chicago where you went, that guy was a superstar. Willie Galt? Alshon Jeffries? Galt? Galt? Willie galt Really? Wasn't he more of a track star at Tennessee? Brandon Marshall? Curtis Conway? <laughs> look at the names you're talking to me about. I mean, look at look at look at the Bears. Who the I mean, the Bears don't draft. I'll tell you what, that Robert Quinn can play still. Okay, Robert Quinn could play, man. Had a sack in that game last night too. Brian, thank you so much. All right, we're going to do like a pregame show here to get you ready for tonight's Eagle and Viking game. And I'm going to go through both sides of the football, and I'm going to give you my prediction again. I started the show out with it, but we're going to do it again here. Don't forget our official pregame show with Jacob right after us and also to our legendary postgame show too with everybody. Um, I can't wait. It's from Oceans Casino. We appreciate everybody. Please hit the like button. Hour number three, we get you ready for Vikings and Eagles coming up next. Keep it here on the national football show.
1: Go to get your game on, go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits.
6: Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at Eleven
7: with Rick Williams. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently.
8: Go first! <laughs>
2: Number three, getting you ready for Eagles and Vikings tonight. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. We're just a couple hours away. And I want to say this one more time and reset what we kind of hit on in hour number one. Tonight's a night of a benchmark game for the Eagles and their progress on where they are offensively and defensively. We're going to know a lot tonight. You're playing against a team that many people around the National Football League, Michael Irvin thinks that Kirk Cousins is going to win the most valuable player. Shannon Sharp thinks that the Vikings are going to make it to the NFC Championship game. This is a team that people are earmarked for them to be able to have a successful season this year. And some people have been saying the same thing about the Philadelphia Eagles and the way that they've been constructed. I don't know about you, But to me, this has a little bit, to me, of a dream team deal and feel to it. Just a little bit. See, the Vikings have been intact. They've made very few moves. There's a bunch of new faces in Philly. And to beat successful teams, I think you have to have some resemblance of success together. Last week was the first 60 minutes of football that the entire unit, as a group, played together since the Tampa game. And get this, five new faces on defense. Okay, five new faces on defense. That's never a remedy for success. How many times have you ever seen a boatload of guys being brought in, and all of a sudden that's an automatic turnaround to where you have a super bowl champion some would say what brady did that's what Brady. i agree what brady did by going to tampa bringing gronk in, a couple other guys i agree man Dominic and sue re-signing and all that I-, I thought it was remarkable what they did i did i think what Les Sneed and kevin demoff did with the rams i thought that was pretty remarkable getting matthew stafford and a couple other guys to come in there and play ball too Odell Beckham, Von Miller, you don't traditionally see that, but that's becoming a new wave now, okay? That's becoming a new wave. Here's how I see this game being played out, and let's do this. Let's come from an Eagle perspective first when we're talking about success. The Eagles will have success if they accomplish this, establishing Miles Sanders, if you get Miles Sanders established early, and I mean you start seeing four, five, five yards of carry, that's gravy for Jalen Hurts. That means the majority and the bulk of the running game is not on his back. And that if he has to ad-lib, when offensive pass plays break down, he's not going to be taking the ball 17 times, that number is way too high, especially in a game like this against Minnesota. You're going to have to win this game tonight throwing it. There's got to have to be some plays tonight that were significant on getting the ball into the end zone, okay? This is going to have to be a game tonight that Jalen's going to have to make at least five plays in the passing game tonight that are substantial. A couple plus 25 plays but it starts with sanders and i'll even say this to you pass protection has to get better than what it was against uh detroit um do i think detroit's got a better front four i do not but i and, and by the way i actually think minnesota's got better linebackers they could have the best trio of linebackers in the nfc so they're pretty talented there i don't think they're super talented in the back end of their of their defense so to me, I'll tell you, I get Miles Sanders going and everyone knows they're going to be looking at A.J. Brown. Get Dallas Goddard going in the offense. You had him going last week. Dallas Goddard had three catches for 60 yards. Get him going again. Dude, that guy was on his way to having a great game. And all of a sudden, they just shut it off. They just they stopped going to him for some reason. Get him involved. By the way, you got to get Devonte involved in this game too. This can't be one read this can't be one read Hurts. Hurts is going to have to make a play. And I'm not talking with his wheels. He's going to have to make some significant plays and you're going to have to have Miles Sanders for them to have success this year. Here's what you can't have. You can't have Minnesota come out and get a 10-point lead on you or a 14-point lead on you. You're not coming back from that. You don't have comeback capabilities like that. You don't have shootout capabilities. You're you're a long sustained twelve to fourteen play drive offense. I, by the way, I, I I love that. It's there's nothing, there's nothing to hide from that. That's a when you can control the clock in the game, that's a good offense. Okay, that's a good offense, but you just can't get behind. Got to. Sc- I think the Eagles have to score first tonight. They got to get on top of this Vikings team. You get on top of this Vikings team. And eh, then you know what Too Dalvin cook, eh, you know, because they're going to try to establish cook right away. Because why that head coach comes out of the Rams organization and they run the ball as much as you don't think Sean McVay, they run the ball because that's what creates play action for the quarterback to be able to throw in the slot. They love that slot pass. So Getting Miles Sanders established here tonight is going to be big, okay? O-line's got to protect better. Jalen's got to spread it out more. You know what I would even do? I'd roll Jalen a little more. Roll him to the weak side of the field. You know, they rode Montana like that early in his career. Roll him, roll him to the weak side. You know, he's better going to his right. Vikings are going to try to roll him left. And he's not as effective going to his left as he is going to his right. Watch it on film. You see it. Defensively against Minnesota, for the Eagles to be successful, got to stop first down. You got to win first down tonight. Like, you can't give up gash plays and chunk plays on first down. It can't be this, second and four, second and three. Dude, you're losing. You're behind the sticks when you do that. That offense with Dalvin Cook, if you see this, watch. That's what Minnesota – or – um Detroit did last week to get back in it too. There were chunk plays everywhere on first down. They haven't rectified that too in 19 ball games. No does it the center here. Here's something even better to figure out. Do you know the weakest part of the Vikings offense is? Their center and their guard. Boy man, Fletcher Cox and Hardgrave better have big games tonight. I mean, dude, they're pretty weak in that position, both center and guard. You got to own that, man. You're spending $30 million in that. And to me, you got to play like it tonight. Remember, I told you that the center and guard are the weakest part of that Vikings offense. And you got two $30 million or combined, you got $30 million lined up in a guy. That's got to be more effective. By the way, too, I think as much as I hate to say this, You got to mix it up. I get Jonathan Gannon doesn't like the press, but you got to mix it up. You can't give. How many times do you do this when you're watching an Eagle defense? What's the number one thing that happens when you watch them play defense? It becomes so predictable around the third series and what they're trying to do. They're so predictable. It's just predictable, man. They're going to play a soft zone. They're going to allow the quarterbacks to throw underneath. Why? You can't do that to guys like Cousins. You're going to make Kirk Cousins look like he's a Hall of Fame quarterback tonight if you do that. Also, you've got to find a way to get Reddick loose. And if it's not Reddick, someone else. Someone's got to take the initiative tonight because you've got to get him on the ground. Kirk Cousins, just like Jared Goff, just like the majority of every single dropback quarterback, what is the one thing that they hate? You know what that is? Internal pressure. Not so much edge pressure. Internal pressure. Brady hates to have pressure up the middle. That's why New Orleans is so effective against him. They've got to do everything in their power, in my opinion, to create internal pressure with Hardgrave and Fletcher. I don't know if that's Jordan Davis or what have you, but they've got to have, in my opinion, they've got to get to the quarterback in the middle and they have to have upfront pressure. Not so much line up Hassan Reddick over a guard or tackle on third and long. See if you can run a stunt in the middle in there. You've got to figure out a way to get him loose. And see, it comes back again. To Jonathan Gannon, and here's why I say 42-20, and I say Vikings. Jonathan Gannon has not shown me in 19 ball games that he. And if you notice, I have not said anything about Jalen. He has not shown me one time in 19 ball games that he slowed down big time offenses. He's not. He's not slowed anyone down. There were quarterbacks. Last year that were throwing at 79 completion percentage, 75, 72. I mean, Jared Goff had a big game. He threw for touchdowns. I mean, I, I look, I just don't see your coordinator putting these kids in positions to where they're going to win. I, I I may be 100% wrong. And I hope I am. I'm not kidding you. Because he'll take a lot of the heat off himself. And that'll mean that some of those guys are performing on that that side of the ball. I'm going to come at it from now a Viking perspective here. Okay? Look at Joe. He says Eagles 28, Vikings 27. In reality, Joe, this game shouldn't be close. And it should be Eagles. It should be 28-10. It shouldn't be close, but your coordinator is going to make it a game. Okay? He's going to make it a game. And if that offense gets going with that lack of creativity on the defensive side, the Eagles aren't going to have enough... They're not going to have enough reps in the game. They're not going to have enough drives. A team like the Vikings... Shit, man, you could see the Eagles only have seven series. That's not enough. That's not enough. I'm going to come at it from a Viking side now. This is what I think the Vikings are going to do to the Eagle defense. They're going to establish Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook goes for 150. This thing's pitch and catch all night, and it's over. It won't be close. You got that guy running wild, and you have Jefferson in the secondary running wild, good night almighty. Him catching passes out of the backfield, Hassan Reddick covering him, that's a nightmare for the Eagles. That's a nightmare. I'd rather have Kaiser White on him out of the backfield. At least there's a chance of defending him. But again, that's communication and talking on that side of the ball. Dalvin Cook's a better back than what you saw last week against the Lions. This guy's a 1,300-yard back, okay, and they want to run the ball, and that offense is going to go through him. They get off, and they they win first down, and they're in second and short, and they're all in that. It'll be a long long night. Dalvin Cook is the key tonight. If the Eagles can stop him and keep him under 80 yards, they'll be in this thing, okay? They'll be in it. Got to stop Dalvin. Now here, how many people here actually believe Car through for 90%? Okay. Oh, I think it is a route, sports. Because I don't think you can defend these guys. And you've only been playing 60 minutes of football together. I don't know how. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you guys think that somebody's just going to show up and play when you haven't played together. Again, let's hope we're wrong here. Let's hope we're wrong here, okay? Who's defending Justin Jefferson? By the way, don't go to sleep with Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen can beat James Bradbury. Safeties are going to be huge tonight. Got to cover the, the safeties. Have to be, a, They have to do a lot of help tonight. I would say this. I wouldn't be shocked if Cousins throws the ball 52 times tonight. Think about that. You're going to have 52 opportunities to get to the quarterback. You better have five sacks tonight if you're going to win. I say he throws it. Well, if Cook has 150 yards, that number will probably be down to 38. But if he has like 105 yards, that number will get up there near 45. It's all going to depend on Cook and the success he's having. If he has 150 yards, it'll be around 38 attempts passing for Cousins. And if he's around 100 or 90 yards, somewhere in there, it could float up near 50 because that's usually how that trend is played out for them with Cousins and Cook. Depends all on Dalvin. Dalvin carries the ball. They get a lot of yards. They're not going to put the ball in harm's way. Why would you? Doesn't make sense. It's a high risk. A pass is, look, what would you rather do in a basketball game? Dunk the ball or shoot a 20-footer for a game-winner? Everybody who goes into a football game rather dunk the ball than throw up a 20-footer to try to win ball games. 20-footers are low-percentage shots. Slam dunks are high-percentage. You're looking for the high-percentage play tonight to give you the best formula for success. Minnesota's not looking to throw the ball 52 times. Now, if the Eagles do a good enough job when it comes to defending the run, then you'll see that number creep up. This is not what they want to do. They don't want to throw the ball around like that because they're too high-percentage plays, okay? I'm smoking, yeah, because your D coordinator's great. Yeah, okay, we'll see. Yeah, because why? You gave up 35 points, Lex, to the Lions. The Vikings have a better offense than the Lions, not sure what you're smoking. Okay. You're going to be so wrong in every way possible. What did I say that you didn't believe that has to happen here tonight? Anyway, here, I, I, I need to talk to people that make more sense than you, Lex. So here, here, here's, here's again they're going to try to establish, they're going to try to establish Dalvin Cook. And if you look at Dalvin Cook's numbers, one of the top three backs in the NFL the last six years. Now, defensively, I personally think that the Vikings are going to take a little page out of what the Lions did. And you know what that is? I think they're going to blitz the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line on first and second down. That Created a lot of problems for the offensive line last week. Okay, and for whatever reason, their pass protection was not very good. Sills, last time I checked, the Eagles have the best rush attack out of the two teams. You don't have the best back, though. And you don't have the better quarterback. You don't have the better quarterback. That's another factor in tonight's game. Cousins is a better quarterback. He's a better thrower of the football. Okay? Jalen has to win a game by carrying the team on his back, throwing it and running it. There's no quarterback in the NFL that has to do that, except him in Philly. He's not going to be able to do both. That's why establishing, like I said, Miles Sanders has got to be essential tonight. You establish Miles Sanders tonight, then it takes such a load off of Jalen. This is what I believe the Vikings are going to do. They're going to blitz on first and second down. They're going to jam AJ, and they're going to make Jalen Hurts read a defense. The Lions knew he couldn't do it last week. That's why they blitzed him on first and second down. That's why Smith got no catches, no yards. Okay? Now, that'll change if Sanders gets off and is able to carry the football team, rushing the ball. Cause then as a defender, you've got to, you've got to respect that. You've got to respect that, but there, it, it you don't have anybody to defend Justin Jefferson. You don't, he's better than Slay. He's better. And the other people that you have in the secondary are all new dudes. One dude just showed up 13 days ago. You think he's going to cover these guys going across the middle the guys have been there seven years? You're out of your minds. You think just because you signed a guy this year that that guy's going to all of a sudden have great success? Do you know how long it takes for these teams and these defenses playing together? Look at a Buccaneer defense. The Buccaneer defense has been together three years. Look at how well they're playing. Look at all these good defenses and good offenses that have been together years. No team puts seven new dudes on a starting lineup and goes, let's go win games. Nobody. Nobody. Razor goes, Sills, we'll talk tomorrow. Don't call call in sick tomorrow. Okay, come get this medicine. All right. So you're saying there's a ch- – absolutely. Miles Sanders is the key tonight. Miles Sanders is the key. Big Sills, every wide receiver can have his heart taken with one good hit. Facts. True. <laughs> hey, ask Connor Renfro. Hey, right? Ask Connor Renfro how that thing felt, man. He took two significant hits in overtime. He did, man. He took a pounding in that overtime. Next goes like this. You're sleeping on the Eagles rushing duo at home. I'm not sleeping on anything. I know they can run the ball. They just can't throw it as well. I feel like Jalen Hurts playing like a young Michael Vick. Absolutely not. Jalen Hurts is not Michael Vick. And quite frankly, that's not a good comparison and I wouldn't want Jalen Hurts to be Michael Vick. Michael Vick won nothing. Christian, Michael Vick would be the furthest thing I would ever want unless it was a Madden game or a fantasy game or a fantasy football team. When it comes to winning games, Michael Vick won nothing, zero. What's the most significant game he ever won? Nothing. No championships, no nothing. So if you're saying that's the bar, it's not a high bar. Vick was spectacular didn't win though. You know, if, if we're going to talk about not counting cousin stats and we're going to talk about winning, well, and Jalen's not going to have gigantic stats in his career. Winning's got to matter. And winning significant games has to matter. Michael Vick won nothing. won nothing. As a matter of fact, he'd probably be one of the I could pick 50 quarterbacks that I would rather have than him as my starting quarterback. Try to win a game. Guys want something. <laughs> Guys who have carried teams on their back. Um, miracle at the Meadowlands. What championship was that? I must have missed it. <laughs> hey, Seals, do you play Madden? I do. Dude, I pick him all... Hey, hey, Nick, I pick his ass every night, all night. As a matter of fact, I probably pick Jalen, too, on Madden. Would you have Vic or Jalen? It's a good question. Probably Jalen. Probably Jalen, because you know why? Jalen protects the ball more, I think he's smarter. Lost in the NFC Championship game to the Birds. Okay great i don't think vic was overrated i just didn't think michael was smart in his early career he really didn't become a good passer i think until he got to philly i i I really i think his best as a passer was when he was in philly i think that was with andy right i i thought he looked good with andy That was the best I saw him play, man. Okay. Dentity. If they try to jam jam AJ, they're going to lose that. AJ Brown's going to win that. He's going to win that. Okay. Vic at Lambeau Stadium. Okay. Again, no championships, nothing. Those are good. Blake Bortles has won two playoff games. Blake Bortles, Joe Flacco, has more playoff wins than Michael Vick. I mean, really. Knitley lines going into Jordan Hare was pretty good. Dart says Vick could start right now. Respectfully. I paid a. Hey, by the way, Dart, I didn't say I wouldn't want to go watch him play. Dude, I wouldn't say that. Vic's one of the most exciting football players I've ever watched. And he's a privilege to watch play. Okay. I think you're misunderstanding that I don't like the kid, or that's not true. I, I love watching him play ball. The guy could throw it 75 yards down the field and he could run 75 yards and cover that thing in less than 10, 10 seconds. I mean, seriously, right? He was, hey, yeah, Michael Vick was electric. Michael Vick was electric. Razor said that Vick said he didn't learn to read defenses till he was in Philly. Get them cigars ready. <laughs> Philly 500, baby. Eagles are crushing skulls tonight. That's my boy, man. Oh, man. Philly, man, you may... Hey, Philly, you may have to come on tomorrow, man. You may have to come on tomorrow because this thing's going to be interesting, man. Look at at Philly, man. Hey, where's my cigars? Where's my cigars? I got my cigars ready to rock here, man. Yeah, my wife... That's crazy-ass... She took my cigars. Don't worry, I'll get them back. We're going to like, hey, if they win, 500. 500, you ready? I'm going to tell you what I said. You Here it goes. You're not going to like it. Vikings 40. The Eagles 20. 40 to 20. I don't see Jonathan Gannon stopping that offense, man. Hey, Philly, I don't see him stopping it. I just, I don't see him stopping that offense tonight. I just don't. I don't, hey, however, if that happens, I fire Gannon. Hey, Philly, get this though. Here's how they win. The Eagles. And by the way, Philly, I said this to everybody Do I think the Vikings have a better 53 man roster than the Eagles? Absolutely no. I do not think that. But I think you got a sorry ass D coordinator. I think you got a sorry D coordinator in the building. However, Miles Sanders can get over 120 yards. That game's going to come down to the last quarter and your boy's going to have to make a play. And if he makes a play and he wins in the spotlight. Okay. 42 20 Vikings win. Nick says, Hey Sills, Monday night football is 1 30 AM here in the UK. <laughs> Michael says Eagles 31. 3121. Philly, what do you have tonight? Wh- who do you have? 40 burger. Ooh. It's 10 30 a.m. in Sydney. Yeah, well, you guys have been up for weeks now. It's with the whole thing with the Queen. Oh I think today was the day of that whole thing, right? When you Jalen playing like Michael Vick when he played the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> it meant nothing, actually. <laughs> they won nothing. Okay. 24 21 Eagles game winner. After Rager fumbles the punt. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the punt. He's on the five. Philly fans go crazy. He muffs the punt. Eagles recover. They got the ball on the 10. Jalen, jump pass. Back in the end zone. A.J. Brown, touchdown. Eagles win 24 21. Good night, man. That place, hey, if that happens, that place will explode. Because every dream came true. Rager came back to do a service for the Eagles. And <laughs> they stopped everything. And everything is great in Lincoln Financial World. That would be unbelievable. AJ back at the end zone for a TD. Holy cow. Hey, I'll tell you this too, guys. Philly, I'll tell you guys this. Hassan Redick, man if that guy gives me another performance with Casper the ghost, dude, it's also time to look at this and say this, hey, Howie, this is one piece that's not fitting. If we don't see that guy tonight, do you think people will start pointing that at Howie Roseman? Hey, Howie, you know, you pay $12 million a year for this guy? Where is he? You pay $12 million for this guy per year. It's going to be glorious. Oh man, I can't. Hey, dude, I gotta tell you, I really don't give a shit about that Titans and Bills game. <laughs> hey, I, I could care less about that game, man. I don't care, man. So tired of. Hey, Nick, keep it up, man. Way to go, dude. What? what hey, Nick. You don't have load management at your company like the NBA? Take a couple nights off, man, if you're a little tired. No? Dude, pro. Look at what pro says down here. Gannic keeps putting Redick in coverage. Why? Why? The guy sucks. Hey, hey, listen to what Tone just said. Redick looked Tiny when he was standing next to the um, the Lions O-line. And you put that guy on third down and second down and first down, what a dumb coordinator. Hey, listen here. You can also follow me on Twitter tonight at Dan Show. I'll be tweeting out, watching the game too. Okay, live time. So I'll be telling you what I'm thinking as the game's going on, don't let Minnesota get a 10-point lead on you. Don't let that happen. They will not come back. Ha, no load management. Sills, I want you on live stream watching it. <laughs> oh, man. No, 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 no. Not going to do that. Not going to do it. All right, I'm going to give you my final thoughts as we get ready for tonight. By the way, I will talk a little bit about that Titans and Bills. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
1: Go to get your game on.
6: Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick
7: Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently.
8: Go first!
2: You ready big sales national football show please hit the like button thank you guys so much how you feeling about tonight how you feeling good think think the team's ready to roll two and a half hours until game time look at rage you think they feel comfortable confident tonight did all the preparation they need? How you doing? Way to go, Marcos. That's one of my lines. You must listen to Big Sills a lot. Thank you. Brian says, hey, Sills, are you going to sing the Philadelphia Eagles fight song if they beat the Vikings? P.S. Hey, Ricky. <laughs> Holy shit. Look what Brian's done. Brian's bringing, hey Sills, you want to talk sports in Philly? Well, there's ramifications that come with that. You know, hey, love you, man, but hey, you know, you're kind of a newbie behind the ears here, man. I mean, you know what? What, what do you think, you, Josh Tolentino? <laughs> I, I like him. He's all good. Don't worry, I'm not. Just the other guy, Polly Shore. Even Polly Shore, man, you guys love them stats. Greatest greatest offseason I've ever seen a guy have. Those practice stats that he posted, they were tremendous. So he goes, hey, so Brian goes, hey, you want to talk sports and you want to go here with this? Well, hang on here now, man. There's ramifications if you start talking shit and picking against the home team here. You know, loyal to the soil here. We got things going on here. Okay? I may have to do that. Paul goes, "Sils, "You should be drinking by now." Brian goes, "Amen." So, you want to talk sports and Philly sports, you know there's there's a there's a price to pay for that. You know, it's us. Art goes like this, and thank you, brother. Philly five hundred is my brother from another mother, and I've been, and I've been mad for years now. Go show him some love. Hey, Art, I love the kid, man. He comes out on my show all the time sills likes his coronas oh i do make me pee a lot at night i hate it it's no good (laughs) very nervous says james james actually i swear to you james i'm less nervous about jalen i mean it i'm less nervous about jalen hurts than what I am about that uh, defense on the other. Hey, and by the way, I'm not really betting against Jalen. I'm betting against Gannon. I don't trust the guy. How do you? Hey, and get this, just because you guys have all this new talent that's on that side of the football, I'm going to tell you flat out here, I personally, I don't think this guy can put those people in positions to go out there and win ball games yet. I want to see it. I want to see Hassan Reddick not covering tight ends and backs and all this other crap. I want to see him getting after the quarterback. The one thing he does great. You know what else I want to see? I want to see Darius Slay show up big tonight, get a couple picks. Do you know what that'll do to that football team if he gets a couple picks tonight, the energy that'll go into that building? All of a sudden, you see Slay with two picks in the second half, and you're up by 10 points with the fourth quarter coming around. That place will blow up blow up here's the guys that have to play big tonight and i'm gonna circle them all here obviously the quarterback's got to be here's the one thing with jalen tonight okay dude you have to do what you kind of did against the lions just don't turn the ball over you can't turn the football over to that vikings team especially like in bad situation bad field position You've got to help your defense and your football team. And he did a great job of that on Sunday of last against the Lions. No turnovers. Anytime that there was a jailbreak in the O-line, he protected the O-line. He got out in space, created first downs. Absolutely true. Jalen won that game. You know, you know, and I, I, I got on Twitter and I was kind of kidding any of the Eagle fans about Carson Wentz's numbers. Watch this. Carson Wentz may have thrown for 335 yards and three touchdowns in one pick. I'll take Jalen's performance. Jalen won the game. Jalen won the ball game. He was the guy that won it. He didn't turn the ball over. Okay? He did, he did everything he could. When, when things were breaking down, Hurts was there to help. There weren't negative sacks like you see with him. Dumb plays. Have to get going. Okay? Hurts throws four TDs tonight? Well, that would be a first. Okay? Seals, you can't honestly believe Philly wants that soft, cotton-ass defense. And Philly love guys that hit. Hey, Chris, I'm with you, man. That guy does not belong in that city. And if he does, he seriously, he belongs at Independence Library. You know where the, like, um, maps are in the map room? Or, like, where you have all your tax code books? That guy belongs in that section of the library because that dude does not belong in an NFL football coach's room. And seriously, man, he's a bookworm. Hertz throws four TDs. Look at this. Hurts no interceptions. Four TDs and no interceptions. Big. And bumbled. I still, I I still, Dan, why are you disrespecting Vic? I'm not disrespecting Vic. He never won a game that mattered. He didn't have a good line. That's irrelevant. Joe Burrow, have you watched him the last three years? He still doesn't have a good line. Took his team to the Super Bowl. Won an AFC championship. Did it in his second year or a year and a half. Disrespecting. Dude, you only get... Christian, you only get respect in this league by winning. Not by looking good. What are you talking about? You know you don't get respect being on the cover of Madden. You get respect winning ball games. Okay? That's how you that's how you get respect. Well, you know, Vic, this disres- I'm not disrespecting Mike Telling the truth is disrespecting. He never want anything that mattered. That's not disrespecting, my friend. Seals, you also have a factor in eight eighty thousand drunk maniacs in the stands. Toughest fan base in the country. <sighs> hey, can you imagine? Can you imagine Bill's Mafia? Oh, my God. Dude, the game that I want to see, Bill's Mafia. And Philadelphia Eagles together at Lincoln Financial. I'd love to see that. (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm not wishing for any war or anything, but I would really like to see that. (laughs) Holy cow. Bills Mafia. Who would win that in a tug of war? Bills Mafia and the Eagle, and the Eagle faithful. Jesus Christ. Wow. John's got 3120 final. What's who wins, John? People will be liquored up tonight. Gee. Hey, Yale. People are gonna be liquored up tonight. You mean they're liquored up right now at the link? <laughs> I mean, you're by right now, you're getting a bit ba- here. Yale, right now you're getting your basin. That's a big park, too, right? We'll go and all that over there. So what you're doing is you're, you're getting your base on right now, brats, burgers, beers. And by the time you roll into the link, you'll need one or two of those $25 beers. See Eagle fans do it, right? They get all liquored up outside tailgating. Then they go in and buy three beers. That's 30 bucks. Hey, you know, <laughs> I could buy some beers out 30 bucks to get me case and a half that's how i hey that's how i did it Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know you get hammered at home i'll go out about 11 30 and steal some dude's chick sitting next to the bar guy's been for the guy's been buying her 15 drinks the whole night you walk in 11 30 hey ain't done <laughs> this is my girl no it ain't <laughs> dude a beer's 25 bucks don't tell me that it's 25 bucks at the link no way. Yeah, difference makers, man. On the offensive side, too. D- got to get Devontae in there, man. Miles Sanders has to be big. Dude, Malotta. Not a good week last week. Got to be better. Okay? Malata's got to be better. Landon Dickerson's got to be a little better. Yale's yeah, like 18, maybe. I saw the news, and there's a guy smoking a whole pig at 3 a.m., Oh my god, that's awesome, dude! That is awesome, man. Guy's been smoking a pig since three a.m. in the morning, man. I want to be drinking with that dude. Thirty-one twenty eagles. Whew, he's been smoking a pig since this morning. Oh my god, that he didn't kill it there, did he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin. Done, you know? We're gonna grill a pig here. Done, you You know. (laughs) Hey, uh the link has the highest priced beers in the league. Please say that's not true. TGI goes, it was not nine bucks a beer at the link last year, unless you were buying. In the smallest beer available. (laughs) TGI, is it really $25 a beer? Don't tell me that, man. I'll drink with that guy too. Me too, fitness guy smoking a pig. Great. You put the bun on the grill too. You get that barbecue sauce rocking. Oh. How about the new end zone art at the link i saw it man looks great gary how you doing how you doing that's what i'd be doing hey man big sales come roll in here how you doing right i pay 20 dollars a beer at the florida panthers game you're kidding is it still the bgi center is it still that thing I get wasted in the parking lot, then go in. Johnny, congratulations! <laughs> oh man, dude, that place is gonna be. Oh my god! Hey, I played, I played in front of you guys before. Shit! Hey man. Hey, all! All we were always told when we played at Veteran Stadium. Hey, Sileo, keep your helmet on. (laughs) I don't know if that's a testament to you, but we were always told this when we were on the sidelines at the vet. Hey, just just a little advice. Keep your helmet on, okay? Now, there's way more security today than there was back in the day at the vet, but they always told us to keep our helmets on. What was that? (laughs) <laughs> it was worse back then. Oh, they grill lobster in the parking lot. That's awesome. Tickets are actually kind of cheap compared to the other games, unless Monday will be we'll do it if they have that home opener. Seafood and Grill. I still want to go to the Lincoln stay in Armorillo. <laughs> Saints and Falcons came in at the same time, late 60s. We only threw AAA batteries (laughs) in snowballs. Remember that, Paul. In snowballs. Okay? In snowballs. All right. Here we are. Tone. Xander. Hey, I'm putting myself out there. And I will take all the lashings tomorrow. If this thing, and I'm wrong. Okay. Tone has it 31 27 Eagles. By the way, the Eagles are two and a half point favorites. Those guys in Vegas traditionally aren't wrong. Okay. So people in Vegas, Atlantic City, at Oceans, too. These they're they're rarely wrong here. All right? They're rarely wrong. So thirty-one twenty-seven. My problem tonight, once again, is going to be I want to see if they could slow down a high-powered offense. The defensive coordinator has not shown that propensity yet to do that. That's what's leading me to thinking that it's going to be a lot of points being put up tonight by the Vikings. Now, I want this always – to be one of the underlying things here that I'm saying to you. I think the Philadelphia Eagles have a f- better 53-man roster than the Vikings do. Personally, though, I don't think your coaches, especially on that side of the ball, have shown in 19 ball games that they could slow some of these offenses down. Derek Carr threw for 90% completion percentage last year. If he plays with that zone coverage, Seth on our postgame show is going to go nuts. You can't do that to players like Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's pretty good. I would make the comparison to you that Adam Thielen, Hunter Renfro kind of guy, that's a quality football player on the other side. He's a perfect two. Dalvin Cook is a better back than Swift. I don't think he's as complete as Swift catching the rock and running the rock, but Dalvin Cook's a better Dalvin Cook's a better runner of the football. This guy's a thirteen to fifteen hundred yard back every year. The weakness on Minnesota is center and the guard. Fletcher and Hardgrave have to be better. Have to play bigger. They have to be a force tonight. I I I just if we see something, if we see this, here's going to be a first telling sign of this game tonight. If Minnesota's constantly third and short, it's going to be a long night, okay? If they're third and long, that means the Eagles have adjusted to what happened in week one, and they're doing something out there. You've got to put Minnesota in third and long in this ball game, in my opinion. And on the other side, Fletcher and Hargrave got to win first down. They have got to win first down. If They don't. It's going to be a long night of pitch and catch with Minnesota. And you're not going to see 50 attempts. You Minnesota to throw the ball out. cuz that means you stop the run and you jam the run and you did a nice job against the run. That is going to be the keys of this ball game tonight. Hassan Reddick also has to be a factor. He has to show up. Somebody Has to get to the QB tonight. Somebody tonight has to be when it comes to putting people on their backs. Got to get pressure. You got to win first down. That's what the Eagles have to do on defense. On offense, they need to establish miles. Get miles going. Make that offense run through Miles Sanders. Take some of the burden off of Jalen. Take some of the burden off him. Get him into a comfort zone where that when he takes off, he's taking off because he's trying to break down containment and he's trying to break down the edges. That's how you win this ball game tonight. It'll be a big turnaround from what happened in week one. And remember something, like I said, a lot of new football faces on the defensive side. This is the second game that they'll play together as a unit. That Vikings team has been together for the last six, seven years. A lot of difference. There's more experience on that side of the ball in Minnesota with the current group than there is even in Philadelphia because the skilled guys are all new. They're not from that 17 group. So let's see what happens tonight. Pre-game coming up. I can't wait till tomorrow. It should be a rocking night. Oh, and by the way, I have – I have tonight, I got the Bills winning that game against the Titans tonight, 32-20. So we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Tone, great stuff. Xander, thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow going three to six. Should be a great one. We'll see you on the flip side.